0: Too. Just give me that What is up z Pack? it's your boy Z-Dog MD. I am live and direct out of the office. Uh, today I did a show at the um, Respiratory Care Convention here in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. And man, these respiratory therapists were off the chain. They are fantastic human beings and I just wanna give them a shout out today and everybody there who showed up to try to help uh, collaborate on how we can all work across disciplines to build Health 3.0. Okay, so today's show though, that we're doing live. And I often formulate my thoughts on the fly, which is what I did for the show I did the other day about the um, nursing error at Vanderbilt University Medical Center back in December of 2017 that resulted in uh, a a nurse taking a patient down for a PET scan, Uh, patient was claustrophobic, nurse meant to administer Versed IV, instead pulled out of the Pyxis Vecuronium, which is a neuromuscular paralyzing agent, pushed the drug, reconstituted, pushed the drug, patient went into the scanner, no monitoring, came out, they found the pulseless code, withdrew support two days later. Just horrific, paralyzed and died in the scanner. And when I talked about it the other day, I wanted to impress on you the emotional impact of this kind of event because of the nature of how this patient suffered and, and died. Now. One thing going back to that, since we did the show, I posted the CMS uh, report uh, on Vanderbilt's facilities and what, you know, interviews with the nurse and other nurses and radiology tech and going through this sort of process of it. And looking back at the video and talking to lots of people who left me comments. So many of the comments were uh, right along the lines of, yeah, this is multifactorial, like we said in the show, and uh, it should never happen and it's horrible and Here's how we prevent it in our institution, and here's how the you know the five rights of medication uh, administration work, and how this can uh, should should never happen. Lots of questions, you know, was the vacuronium labeled paralyzing? Why was it in the particular dispensing device that they had there? And more details came out. A lot of people at um, f- from there kind of filled me in on some more stuff, but the fundamental truth of the matter doesn't really change, which is a horrific medical error happened that was entirely preventable. What I wanna talk about, though, is, in that video, I think I was pretty clear about most things. One thing I wasn't clear enough about is this idea of blaming the nurse uh, who pushed the drug. And by blame, I mean punitively blaming. So this nurse, according to the CMS report, was terminated uh, after the event, uh, was sent to, to some counseling, but. First of all, the question is, is a culture of blame, is a culture of throwing people under the bus for mistakes an appropriate culture in medicine, or is it counterproductive to the sense that we're afraid to report errors? We're afraid to be transparent because we could lose our job, we could be blamed, we could be shamed, all these other things, and it's human nature to try to avoid that. Well, it turns out there's probably an answer to this, and the culture of blame is a terrible terrible idea for quality improvement and for patient safety and for caregiver safety and well-being. There have been stories about nurses who have died by suicide after having a terrible medical error happen. And a lot of it probably comes down to their self-blame, but there's also a culture in medicine of blame and shifting blame and that sort of thing. And so there's actually processes that have worked in other industries for decades that we could use in healthcare and we're starting to use. And so I talked to my friends at the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. I listened to a lot of different comments. This is my take. We ought to be using a model, and many institutions do, of, uh, uh, of managing errors that balances personal accountability for errors. Because if you don't hold people accountable, if you don't have some culture of accountability, not just the individual making the error, but the leadership that sets the systems and the processes that can prevent errors or encourage errors, if you don't hold people accountable, it's a fundamental flaw. You cannot do that. You cannot have a no-blame scenario because that, that just doesn't work with human beings, period, period. And I think we all intuitively know this, right? However, <clears throat> you need to balance that with the idea that there are degrees of responsibility and accountability between the individual making the error and the system responsible for setting up structures that reduce errors and promote safety. And that balance can actually be, to some extent, turned into a flow chart or an algorithm. And the name of this is called just culture, so kind of creating this just culture. lawyer um, around 2001 named Marx who kind of uh, started to popularize this. There's a a person named Reason who worked on some of these flowcharts and other stuff like that. It gets deep. I'll put links in the description for all this after the show. So you can look at the flowcharts, read some of the papers, etc. And the quality experts and others who work on this stuff for a living can weigh in as well. All right. So what does it mean? It means especially looking at this Vanderbilt case which you know looking at the CMS report we have a little more data but honestly I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate too much because we weren't there. But one thing I want to do first of all is let the nurse know uh, who was involved in that error that I do not blame you that I know it must be really horribly hard. I can't imagine uh, what you're going through and I'm again we're not saying you're not accountable We're saying that the culture of blame has to stop and we have to make sure we support each other while improving the system, while holding people accountable. How do you do that? Let's start at the most egregious thing that could happen. So these are levels of accountability. Let's say a mistake happens and let's say a patient dies. Let's just make it very difficult. All right. A patient dies or is permanently disabled. The first thing you want to ask is, did that the person or entity making the mistake, did they do it intentionally? In other words, did they know what they were doing when they did it? And did they intend the outcome to be what it was? In other words, was there malicious intent? Were they trying to hurt someone? Were they trying to effectively commit a crime? If the answer is yes, that's a, that's the simplest. It's like, uh, go to jail, be punished, be fired, do not pass go, you are accountable, period. But you also have to look at a system that allowed that individual to be able to commit that crime in your facility without being caught or stopped. So the culpability of the system and leadership that runs the system is not zero, even in that situation. Now, <clears throat> the next level down is, um, you know, intentional uh, action, outcome happens, was judgment impaired? In other words, was this person on medication or drugs or alcohol. If that's the case, also severe accountability, however, you also offer that person services like rehab, treatment, etc. So, yes, culpable but also support. One version of that is the person has a medical condition requires medications that caused alteration and intoxication or change in mental abilities. And the error happened from that. That's even a slightly less culpable person, but still accountable. And then you have to look at system. Why didn't system prevent this? What processes could be put in place to prevent this kind of thing from happening? Now, the next step down from that is they're not impaired, they're not malicious, but it's a reckless action. In other words, the caregiver knowingly violated this rule uh, or process and made an unsafe or dangerous choice, and it was made kind of without regard for risk. So it's just like, I'm gonna do this because it's, it's easier and faster. Okay, you're still fairly culpable for that, but it's not, again, it's a, it's a spectrum. And the question is, again, what's going on in the system Uh, You know, probably discipline, probably you need to be held accountable and retrained, or fired, or whatever the accountable discipline means, and probably need to be involved in uh, retraining and also teaching others on how to not behave the way that you did. So there are ways to kind of manage this. Now, one step down from that, I think we're starting to enter the realm of what may have happened in Vanderbilt, but again, without being there, it's hard to know, but looking at the CMS report, you can kind of get a sense, but even then it's tricky. So the risky action was taken and the calculation of risk was wrong. So in other words, caregiver made an unsafe choice and it was due to faulty or self-serving decision-making. So in other words, patient just couldn't understand why this would be a bad decision, didn't understand the risk of it, or it was self-serving. Like I can get out of here faster if I cut corners. So the kind of cutting corners deal. So it's risky action. and. You know, in this, in this, in the question of the Vanderbilt thing, you know, it, it's hard to know. Again, I, I would go back and watch the original video I did. I'll put a link and read the CMS report to decide. Do you think this is what it was? Now, again, without being there, it's it's just speculation. And I want to also respect, uh, you know, the nurse in question, and nurses and doctors and everybody everywhere who've made mistakes uh, and and torture themselves for it, and have been tortured for it, and have been blamed for it. That, that's not a culture that's going to encourage us to be transparent, to improve safety, and to support each other. It's just not. And it sounds touchy-feely, but honestly, we're talking about accountability. You're holding people accountable, but you are not engaging in a culture of blame that's counterproductive. So, you know, the kind of risky action piece. But then the, the lowest level kind of on the culpability responsibility spectrum is unintentional error. So, honest human mistake. Didn't know— It was a mistake, didn't intend it to be a mistake. Caregiver makes a a mistake where working appropriately and was trying to be in the patient's best interest, but messed up for whatever reason. And there the question is, you know, caregivers probably not accountable in the sense that, uh, you know, it wasn't intentional error, but they should participate in investigating the root cause and why this error happened, um, because that's gonna help fix systemic changes that are gonna prevent this error from happening in the future. Now, one of these sort of um, interesting rules, and there's other flowcharts and different ways to look at this, especially if you're trying to figure out how to hold a system and an individual accountable for an error, particularly one that's severe, like loss of life in in healthcare, and we all are terrified of these errors, but we're even more terrified, I think, a lot of times, of, of being vilified and because and, we vilify ourselves. It's so hard when something happens. We've all been through it. I'll tell you guys stories in a different show about mistakes I've made. So in the setting of that, the, one, of, one of the sort of litmus tests would be um, this sort of, um, if three other caregivers with similar skills and knowledge would do the same action in the same circumstance that really changes the dynamic, and it's a good way to think about it. So, okay, this mistake happened. Would three other uh, 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 caregivers in the same situation do the same thing? And if the answer is no, then you really have to go, okay, so there's more culpability here, there needs to be more training, more support, whatever it is, and if there's any disciplinary action, you weigh that. But if they would, if they have, would have conceivably made that mistake, you know, three out of five or whatever the, the algorithm says, then you really have to say, you know what? There's a system problem here. The system is supporting this error, requires fixing. The leaders are accountable and should be applying these error-proofing improvements to the system, you know, versus system is supporting if it's a reckless action. But other people would have done the same thing. System supports the reckless action and needs to be fixed. And then you really, you know, you gotta hold the leaders accountable. There's this culture of throwing frontline healthcare providers under the bus. And that's got to end. But also, we cannot blame systems when it is a reckless individual or an inebriated, intoxicated individual, etc. You guys all heard that podcast or saw my video about Dr. Death, the malicious, you know, almost psychopathic surgeon, neurosurgeon who was injuring people and killing people. So that's another extreme of this. So, all that being said, you can talk about quality science. You can talk about a just culture in healthcare that can help us take care of each other too because that's such a big important part. When I was talking to the respiratory therapist today, I had that tribal feeling that we are in this together. And what that doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that you whitewash mistakes. It doesn't mean you sweep stuff under the rug. It means we work our hardest to protect our patients by improving our quality and our processes by improving our personnel and our, and our people, by growing our people, which means shifting from a culture of blame to a culture that balances accountability, personal accountability, with systems improvement and accountability. I think if we can do that, I want you to rewatch the show uh, about the Vanderbilt error, knowing that that's what I think about this, that this is not me blaming this uh, nurse, who in many ways is a concept called, she's a second victim of this mistake. She lost her job, and I can't imagine that this has been in any way easy for her. Now, and again, I'm not excusing the mistake. Don't get me wrong, We've, we're holding her accountable and we're holding the system accountable, but blaming is not gonna help anything and it's gonna reduce transparency, reduce improvement in quality. All right, check it out. I will leave links. If you like these more nuanced discussions, I always give a pitch now for join the supporter group. And the reason I do that is several supporters came to the talk today. And I think they find value in the smaller discussions we have on that page. Uh, it also gives us revenue that allows us to grow the show and our reach. But more importantly, it creates a s- sort of a sub-tribe of very, very engaged people who are extremely civil to each other in discussions, which is unusual on the internet. All right, guys, thank you so much towards a just culture and healthcare. And we out, peace. so it really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.